0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 39. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. So The Fifth Seal is a podcast I've been doing for about 10 years now um, to bring awareness to the persecuted church around the world. It started out as Persecuted Church Awareness Month. I did every day through the month of November. Counted down the top thirty countries on Open Doors USA. Open Doors USA's. I'll learn how to talk sooner or later. Open Doors USA's uh, World Watch List, counting down from thirty to number one. And then a couple of years back, I expanded it out to change the name to the Fifth Seal, uh, and expanded it to do all year long, twice a month from January to October. Uh, counting down from 50 to 31 on the world watch list and then again november being persecuted church awareness month because i decided to make it that um i count down again from 30 to number one throughout the month every day uh in november and so it is a countdown that is why the episode numbers go backwards last week was episode 40 this week is 39 next week will be 38 and so on so just To avoid any confusion, you're not uh, losing your mind. We are actually counting down, and the episode numbers go backwards. So, all that being said, a little history on what the podcast is about. It is Wednesday, June 23rd, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This is from persecution.org custody of a 13-year-old Christian girl awarded to 30-year-old Muslim man in Pakistan. According to Morning Star News, a 13-year-old Christian girl was abducted, forcefully married and forcefully converted to Islam last month in Gujar- Gujranwala, Pakistan. Despite evidence of the Christian girl's minor status, a judge awarded custody of the girl to a 30-year-old Muslim man claiming to be her husband, Nayab Gill, age 13 worked as a helper at a beauty salon owned by Saddam Hayat, a 30-year-old Muslim man. According to Shahid Gil, Nayab's father, Hayat allowed Nayab to work at his salon while schools were closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Hayat promised to pay Nayab 10,000 rupees per month. However, Hayat stopped paying Nayab after several months. On May 20th, Nayab went missing. Gil and his wife went to Hayat's home in search for Nayab, but Hayat's wife and children claimed he was not home. Later in the day, however, Hayat contacted the Christian couple and helped them search for their missing daughter. According to Morningstar News, Hayat even helped Nayab's mother fill out a missing person report. However, Hayat convinced Nayab's mother not to mention that Nayab worked for him or that he used to take her to and from the beauty salon. Quote, my wife unknowingly trusted him and wrote what he told her to write in the application, unquote, Gill told Morningstar News. Quote, on May 26th, we were informed by the police that Nayab was in the Darul Darul Aman women's shelter since May 21st. In an application submitted to a magistrate's court, Nayab claimed she had willful, willfully converted to Islam a month ago and her life was at risk from her Christian family, unquote. According to this application, Nayab also claimed to be 19 years old, and an Islamic marriage certificate was registered on May 20th, claiming she had married Hayat. Nayab's family was able to meet with Nayab on May 26th in the women's shelter. During this visit, Nayab reportedly told her grandmother she wanted to return home and was willing to state this in an application to the court. Morningstar News reports that the family was forcefully driven away from the women's shelter by police and Hayat after they were informed of the family's presence by the shelter staff. On May 27th, Naya appeared in court and reiter- reiterated her initial statement, claiming she was 19 years old and had converted to Islam of her own free will. Quote, we told the judge that she was lying about her age under duress. She had bruises on her face, and her eyes were also red, which should have caught the judge's attention, but he ignored it, unquote, Gill told Morningstar News. Nayab's parents presented official documents proving Nayab was born on October 16, 2007. The judge, however, ignored this evidence and awarded custody of Nayab to Hayat. Quote, the the judge accepted Nayab's request to be allowed to leave the Darul Amman with Hayat's family, unquote. Gill told Morningstar News. Quote, there was nothing we could do to stop her. My mother collapsed in the courtroom as soon as the judge gave his order, unquote. According to a 2014 study by the Movement for Solidarity and Peace, Pakistan, as many as 1,000 Christian and Hindu women and girls are abducted for Are abducted forcefully married, and forcefully converted to Islam every year. Many victims are minors taken from their families, sexually assaulted, married to an assailant, and held in captivity justified by falsified marriage and conversion documents. Violence and threats are used to compel victims to make statements in court supporting their captors. So, again, this is all, uh, we've, we've seen many of these stories over the last couple of years, um, all the, the same. Young Christian girl kidnapped by a Muslim man, forced to marry, uh, threatened, and uh, basically the courts allow this to happen. Turning a blind eye to evidence um, of their age, of their minor status, because technically they cannot convert or marry as a minor. And um, the courts ignore that many times because of the Sharia law that is in place, and the um, preference given to Muslims over Christians in that area. So please pray, pray for Nayab uh, Gil and her family. Pray that the, the courts will be overturned and that she will be returned home uh, to her family uh, soon. And that brings us to our World Watch list for today, which is number 39, Brunei. So the source of a persecution in Brunei, a little bit of, well, let me back up a second, a little bit of other information. The region is in Asia. The persecution type is dictatorial paranoia. The main religion is Islam. The persecution level is very high. Population of Brunei is about 445,000, of which about 52, roughly 11, 12% are Christian. The government is an absolute monarchy, and the leader is Sultan Hassanal Bolkiah. What does persecution look like for Christians in Brunei? In Brunei, leaving Islam for another religion is illegal. So converts from Islam who follow Jesus encounter significant persecution from both local and national sources. Converts can be disowned by their families and forced to divorce their spouse and to leave the family home. Married converts to Christianity from Islam also lose custody of their children. Non-traditional Christian communities cannot be registered as churches, and instead usually have to be registered as companies, organizations, or family centers. So they are treated as secular businesses, business entities and are required to annually submit their financial and operational reports to the government. Every level of society in Brunei is affected by the continuing introduction of Sharia law. The full implementation of Sharia law in 2019 raised international concern for what would what it would mean for brunei and even a year later the meaning of the law for christians is still somewhat unclear though it seems to generally not have been implemented against christians what has changed in brunei brunei's rank on the 2021 world watch list is two spots lower than it was on last year's list and yet persecution annually rose slightly in this tiny kingdom pressure increased in most areas of life for christians even though overt violence remains a remote risk for most followers of Jesus, of Jesus, many feel intense discrimination and abuse. Who is vulnerable to persecution? Since the kingdom is so small, there are no real geographic differences or any kind of rural-urban split for persecution. Converts from Islam are particularly targeted, especially because they are breaking the law. They can have their rights denied and sometimes prefer to go abroad rather than live in where they are. They experience constant and strong pressure. So prayer points for Brunei. The believers of Brunei face many challenges in living out their faith for Christ. The many Islamic laws in the country have been squeezing the church for decades, making it ineffective for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Pray that God will break that squeeze and release his church to be a blessing to this nation. As Islam grows, pray that God will will strengthen the church there. This country seems close to the gospel, closed to the gospel. Laws are in place to prevent anyone from reaching out to the people of Brunei with the message of salvation. Please pray for God to open the doors of this country so that many will come to faith in Christ, for only he can create such a miracle. Pray also for the church in Brunei that God would bless them and use them for his kingdom Pray for wisdom for pastors and church leaders as they identify ways to encourage their members to be faithful to him, as well as be salt and light for the nation. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this time we have to come together uh, to join our voices uh, in lifting up our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we, we praise you for the medium that you've given us, the this, this social media platform that we have that we can uh, literally join together across thousands of miles and even time, as many people will be watching this later today or tomorrow or next week, Lord, and still yet joining their voices with ours to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. Father, we lift up the Gill family in Pakistan. We pray for Naib uh, and that, that she would be released to be returned home. Um, That you would uh, intervene with the courts and with her captors and that, that you would God even use the gospel and her testimony of her faith in you to draw them to yourself that they would repent, put their faith in you and release her to her home into her parents and lord i do pray for her for her parents and grandmother that uh that their strength their their faith would be strengthened in you that you would be with them that you would comfort them uh lord and that that you would use their testimonies as well uh to draw others to yourself to be uh glorified through their willingness to endure persecution and continue to to seek after you and uh and stand firm in their faith Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Brunei that they would be able to live out their faith for Christ, uh, that the laws in that country, that Sharia law would be uh, relaxed there, Lord, and that you would strengthen the church, that you would uh, release the pressure that is put on them, and that you would, uh, they would be allowed to worship you um, in freedom and, and worship you in truth uh in in spirit and in truth lord uh that you would um just relax the the sharia laws there god we do pray that, that the gospel would would go forth in this kingdom that that you would create that miracle that you would make that miracle happen that the doors would be open for uh foreign missionaries and local churches to proclaim the gospel to the people in Brunei, and that they would hear and respond in repentance and faith. And Lord, we also pray that that you would use the church in that uh, in that that nation, in that kingdom. Lord, that the pastors and church leaders would be raised up and uh, and discipled and uh, increase in their maturity and their knowledge of your word and their ability to edify the saints that are there and that you would just be glorified through the preaching of the word through the, the spreading of the gospel and through the strengthening of your saints in this, in the kingdom of Brunei, Lord, and that you would, we pray for the, the, the king, the, the Sultan there, uh, that you would even reach out to him, Lord, that your Holy spirit would convict him of his sin, that he would turn to you in repentance and faith and that the Sharia law that that prevails in that land would be overturned uh, for more fair and and democratic laws uh, in that area, Lord. And that in all of this, that you would be glorified because it is in your name and for your glory that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you guys for uh, hanging out and and being part of this. For uh, those of you who have faithfully Uh, joined and prayed for our brothers and sisters even for the last 10 years. If you know anybody who would like to join and is willing to, to take a few minutes out of their day, I try to keep these podcasts as short as possible, 10 to 15 minutes, if they would be willing to take 15 minutes out of their day twice a week and every day through the month of November to be aware of situations that are happening around the world where our brothers and sisters are persecuted. And take some time to pray for those who are, are being persecuted because of their faith in Christ. Invite them to come to the 5th Seal page on Facebook, the group on Facebook, the 5th Seal. Or they can subscribe to the Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube. And get all the content that is released there. Um, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the share button on this video. So that the algorithms can draw other people uh, to find us and join us as we lift up our our voices to support our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Christ. And as always preach the gospel at all times, use words. They are necessary. And until next time, solely Deo Gloria.